This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. It's time. Not only time for Reckless Speculation Thursday, it's time for all four of us to be in the same studio at the same time for the first time. I don't know. Did we do this in December or was Doogie is he remote? No, I think you were in studio. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's possible. You know what, Phil? You guys. Honest to God. You get up there in age. I'm now 42. Oh, you're getting Days, so weeks, old. months, years, oh. pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a thing. Wait till it's 52, Dukes. <laughs> Wait till 52. It's a disaster it when you're 52. Worse. So, happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. This is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, entertainment, therapy, and uh, speculation. So, we have, what, less than a week until the NFL league year. We, if you missed it on Purple Daily today, we did a deep dive into the latest buzz surrounding Kirk Cousins and the quarterback carousel. But we welcome in our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department, the Scoop Podcast. And I'm just going to, I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I'm going to start by asking the Vikings haven't really done anything yet. They haven't restructured any contracts, they haven't made any trades. They are $15 million over the cap. A bunch of things have to happen in the next handful of days. What are you hearing? Well, you're right, Phil. I mean, they need to become cap compliant by next Wednesday afternoon. So you're right. Moves are coming. This new regime was not brought in to just roll with the status quo. So change is coming. I am told on Wednesday, yesterday, they met for about 10 hours. They being the Vikings front office, some of the coaches that are in town, some coaches are out of town at some pro days. Yesterday was a busy pro day day. Like I know they had their assistant defensive line coach in Little Rock, Arkansas for Arkansas's pro day. So some coaches are out and about, but I am told they met for upwards of 10 hours yesterday on personnel matters. They are meeting again today. Something as minute, Phil, as whether they will tender kicker Greg Joseph. Like to me, it's hopefully they didn't spend ten hours. Borderline no brainer. Like it's a little bit of a healthy number. It's two million and change. But like, I think they have a pretty good kicker, regardless of what took place week two in Arizona last year. But I think they have a pretty good kicker. But like, they haven't even told Joseph his camp what the decision is. Hmm. So hmm. these meetings are ongoing. But make no mistake, if you're a fan, get ready because moves are coming. So, Dukes, do we think at this point, oh, it's great. It's so delicious. Do we think at this point, uh, Darren, that the Vikings are pretty much dead set on keeping Kirk, which you could certainly interpret from like what, what both of us have been told at different times? Or, as Phil and I discussed on Purple Daily today, do we think that they are intent on keeping Kirk for now, but if the right offer comes along... And and they go down that path that he actually could be moved because I think there's two different train of thoughts here and things are so fluid. I'm not sure which one I buy completely if either of them at this point. Well, I mean, do I think he's completely untouchable, Judd? No. If the Colts call, the Vikings have gotten calls like I'm positive about that. There have been inquiries going back to Indianapolis in person prior now after. Like, do I think they are instantly hanging up the phone? I don't. But signs have been pointing for a bit here that Kirk Cousins is going to be this team's quarterback in 2022. 
So I know I went on the record mid-January, so going back now six, seven weeks, it was a write that down that I will be wrong on, that I predicted back then that Cousins would be traded. But now with the news you know, developing, or at least reading the tea leaves, the scuttlebutt from the last handful of weeks, my prediction for mid-January appears to, to be off, that, that now I would say, I'll write that down, a new write that down, that I do think Cousins is here in 2022. I'm not positive he'll be here beyond 2022. See, and I don't think I, again, maybe this is just me trying to like speak something into existence, but I don't think you're wrong yet. You look at, you know, we talked about this on Purple Daily today. If you want like a full 45 minute, just complete deep dive. But where where we landed here in our discussion was look at the quarterback desperate teams right now, or, or I guess a way to rephrase that would be look at the team's that are trying to win a Super Bowl or at least win a division and compete in the playoffs and have either no quarterback or have low faith in their current quarterback. And that list is Colts, Steelers, Panthers, people laugh at, but that's a weak division. They're about to fire a coach if they don't win. They're looking to take a step forward. The Buccaneers without Tom Brady, uh, the Seahawks now probably more in a rebuild mode, but the Browns are in this discussion. I mean, there's four or five teams that are looking for Average at worst quarterback, which, you know, Kirk Cousins is a lot of things. He's he's not a below average quarterback. He's definitely above average or somewhere in that mix. So four or five teams in the next week or the next two or three months looking for an upgrade at quarterback. And the only available options are Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, who can't throw a football for four months because of shoulder surgery. Deshaun Watson will find out more on Friday. The bridge bin of like Mariota, Minshew, Bridgewater. Or a draft class that people are low on and don't really see a day one, like week one starter in. So I feel like the Kirk Cousins discussion is just getting started. But am I just, is this just me trying to manifest something, Doogie? No, not necessarily. I don't think you're nuts, Phil. But what then is the alternative? For the Vikings? For the Vikings. A, a blank canvas that I will be happy to stare and at I've for the next two months. And I've seen you tweet that, but... Until I hear that Ziggy and Mark Wilf are willing to fully hit the reset button, that they're comfortable not necessarily competing, especially at a high level in 2022, I just, I need to know what the alternative is. Now, I do think Friday is interesting. I'll tell you this much. Maybe it's somewhat reckless speculation, but I can tell you, there are some Deshaun Watson fans at TCO Performance Center. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait, you wow, can't. Dude. Maybe you that's can't reckless. Wow. Maybe. Reckless. Wow. maybe. You don't come into our house wow, and dude. do that and say maybe, Darren. <laughs> you can't do anything, though, until there's clarity on the legal front. But if somehow. You waited Friday, seven minutes to drop yeah, that. Yeah, well, with a maybe. Oh, maybe they like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he would be an upgrade, right? So that would be an alternative. You move Cousins, you upgrade with Watson. But there is so much that needs to take place. In Houston, on his legal front, before we can even recklessly speculate about any sort of Deshaun Watson trade. But, but there's a couple like fairly credible, at least blue check mark, you know, athletic. There's been like two or three reporters that have said if the if Friday brings clarity, and I would guess that if you know, if Friday brings, I would think lump sums of money to uh, you know, to put this whole thing jury, to bed, right? right? Oh, is it a grand jury? Yeah, so okay. if they don't indict, he's he's um he's halfway home. He's gonna basically. have to settle those cases. Yeah, though, he'll have right? to settle the cases. Right. Correct. But if that, but Simple. but basically, if this goes the right way for him on Friday, yep. that that a deal could be in place as soon as Wednesday of next week. There are reports out there, so yep. it's gonna it might happen fast with Deshaun Watson. Well, I mean, if that does happen, like there's going to be one heck of a market for Watson. Like, I would be shocked if Pete Carroll isn't interested in Seattle. Carolina will be. Carolina would be as well. Those would be the two at the top of the list. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to make a case for Indianapolis, maybe some other locale that you listed as as a quarterback-needy franchise, fine. But I would put Mm. Seattle, you know, certainly near the top of the list. I really would. But, like, we need that clarity. But that would be an alternative, right? If if you wanted to go down that path. That's why I'm saying, like – I don't have any sense that Quasey is hanging up the phone. If Chris Ballard calls, if you name the general manager of a quarterback needy team calls, Quasey is listening. But 
Like, I think the asking price is the moon. Like, I think it would take a ton. I think it would take at least what Detroit got for Matthew Stafford. Mm. Maybe more. Like, I don't think the Carson Wentz trade is a comp. Like, I don't think the Vikings are moving cousins for two third round picks. But, but like, so my question would be why? So if you, if they've, and maybe they are still entertaining an extension, because I just feel like, it doesn't seem like it makes sense for either side, right? Cousins wants to maximize his earning value. He wants to sign short-term, inflexible, high-money contracts. I think Quasi is smart enough, analytical enough to know that it's going to be really hard to build a roster around that type of contract for the 14th best quarterback in there. So I'm assuming that extension is off the table. Maybe I'm wrong on that. And if your options are play out the last year of his contract and then wave goodbye after 2022 – get a third round comp pick let's say that you don't actually get your hands on until 2024 or trade him for whatever you can get now i would accept the two third like if if the two third round picks that you know that were involved in the carson wentz trade if that winds up being the best offer right now i take it i take it over extension and i take it over playing him for one year eroding the roster and letting him walk for a comp pick two years from now by the way, do we know it's for sure a third round pick, comp pick? What would it, I mean, that's what that's likely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cuz I thought maybe it was a lower round, but yeah, they could get some sort of comp pick. Yeah. We know they're not using the franchise tag on Cousins. The number would be 60 something million dollars, <laughs> so we know that that's done. not a possibility. Yeah, I'm with you, Phil. I would take two third round picks if the alternative is an extension on his terms. Like, there's still no signs pointing to him willing to take some sort of discount, right? But there has been dialogue. The Vikings met with his representation in Indianapolis. His agent, Mike, came here to town a couple weeks ago. They broke bread at the Omni Hotel, the hotel right next to TCO Performance Center. So there have been multiple in-person meetings. An extension has come up. I think the Vikings would be open-minded, very open-minded to extending Cousins. On their terms, not on Kirk's terms. Correct. That's why this situation remains so fascinating even many weeks later. So that's uh, path A. Let's go down path B now. Because if you keep Kirk uh, and Dukes, to your point, off the top of the segment, this team, I believe, by 3 p.m. on March 16th, which is Wednesday, if I have my days right, uh, has to be cap compliant. And I, I believe Over the Cap has them at approximately $16 million right now in excess of the cap. So let's say Kirk Cousins, nothing happens. Let's just say he's still got his contract, that the $45 million figure kicks in. Oh, boy, that's not good, but it's it's there. Okay, path B is someone, someone or someones more likely have to go. Like you are not going to just call in everybody and say, we're reworking you, we're going to run this back. People have to, to go. In the last week, just in different conversations and exchanges, I have heard the names of Kendricks, Hunter, and Thielen as all potentially being, at some point, not all three, but all potentially being gone in some way, shape, or form if this does not work. Because you have to, to become compliant, you can't just shuffle and shuffle and shuffle. Like like as much as, as people want to claim the cap is fake, at some point in time it comes due. What are you hearing on that as far as who could be restructured, renegotiated, and flat out gone. Because I find it intriguing that I have heard that that there is a chance that Daniil Hunter might just flat out be gone. I, I'm not applauding that. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm telling you that, there, that it's so fluid that I think they're considering all of these different options. Well, I think they are too. Now, I've been on record for a few weeks. I continue to feel this way, that Adam Thielen is going to be back. Not at his current number, but he is going to restructure, take a pay cut, however you want to classify it. I do see Adam Thielen here yep. in 2022, but like change is coming. Right. Like they didn't hire Quasi Adolfo Mensa, Kevin O'Connell to run back the status quo for a franchise that has missed the postseason three of the last four years. So I hope fans grasp that, that, that changes are coming. And Judd, uh, the key word is fluid, right? That that all sorts of different possibilities are being bandied about. Like, yeah, could Daniil Hunter be traded? 100%. Could Eric Kendricks be traded? 100%. I'd be surprised on Dalvin, but that's another name. Jason Lockenfor of CBS 
Certainly he has sources. He's not Adam Schefter. He's not Ian Rappaport. He's not Tom Pelissero. He, he used to be like 12 years ago, right? Wasn't he the he's chosen good. one for yeah, a while? Yeah, I mean, CBS used him on their pregame show on Sundays hmm. for a stretch. He certainly has contacts. Now, I can tell you for what it's worth, two contacts, two high-ranking league officials, non-Vikings officials, but they work for teams, told me within the last 48 hours that they have not had any dialogue with the Vikings on Daniil Hunter or Eric Kendricks. Doesn't mean that those names aren't coming up, but that these two teams, one for sure, by the way, has has a desperate need for a pass rusher. Now, I don't know if the Vikings would necessarily do business with them on Daniil Hunter, but the point is this team can use a pass rusher. You would think at least an inquiry would be made one way or another, but somebody I trust told me no. Just at that mm. point, as of 48 hours ago, they had not had any dialogue with the Vikings. I'll add Phil. I told Judd this on Tuesday, but I'll tell you. Somebody close to Daniil told me he's fine. He's open-minded to playing in a 3-4. That that this change to a 3-4 base, even though they'll have plenty of 4-3 looks, doesn't bother Daniil. Okay. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be here this year. Would a trade surprise me? Absolutely not. If we have news in the next 48 hours that Daniil Hunter is being traded, I will not be shocked one bit. Yeah, I wonder. It's, it's it's so tough because you know he's in his prime before the injuries two years ago. One of the one of the best defensive players in the NFL. And ideally, you would like he's a guy that you would build around for the next five years. But he's played seven games in two years, so I I, I wrestle with: Do you want to? try and rework the contract again and just see if he can be healthy and and just get back on his Hall of Fame trajectory? Or do you trade him for what you can get because you're not confident he can be the same player that he was or he's not as healthy as as he was? I would this would really come down to what exactly are you getting? I mean if somebody wants to offer a first round pick, all right, I guess I guess you probably have to take it. Well that's a no brainer, right? If you're offered a first round pick. By the way, Declan, you're killing me. Prior Lake is up five nothing. I need Duke Syracuse. I'm high maintenance. Oh, sorry, Diggs. Duke Syracuse was a two-point game with like seven minutes to go. Alex Bump. I think he's a Vermont commit. Kid from Prior Lake. Prior Lake is really good. They weren't good earlier this year, but they eliminated my guy Lee Smith and Eden Prairie, and now they're just kicking Creighton's tail. This will be an upset, at least seating-wise. That's a shame. Yeah, Prior Lake up 5 nothing in the third period. So, yeah, I'm That's looking for Duke Syracuse. This high school hockey, hockey update, update brought to you by 45. <laughs> it actually is brought to you by uh, Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota, helping business owners. You know, they are the protection up front, the offensive line for your business. They're all about risk management, and they're all about uh, bringing some of the smartest people in the industry to your business to help. So federatedinsurance.com and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. There it is. Thank All right. Man. I will remember that. Declan, thank you. You're I appreciate you're that. You're welcome. Yes. Thank I just, I need to see the end of this Duke Syracuse game. Focus. But Phil, if Focus, you're offered Darren. a first round pick, I'm not capable of focusing. Judd. That's been an issue for a long time. Phil, if you're offered a first round pick, I would be surprised if the Vikings are offered a first round pick for Daniil. If you're offered a first round pick, uh, that's an easy one. That's one you say, yeah, sure. So be it. Daniil, thank you for everything. We'll take that first round pick. Yeah, man. Uh, Dalvin Cook's name also came up in the Lock and Four report. That's another interesting one. You know, in his prime, can't stay healthy. But you know, Judd and I pulled up a list on Purple Daily of the uh, of the top running backs from 2018, like in rushing yards, and all of them: Saquon Barkley, uh, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, have fallen off a cliff. And so, like, if somebody wants to offer you some sort of pick for Dalvin Cook. I'd probably sign up for it. Um, I don't know. What do you make of that one? I would be surprised if he gets moved. Now, Palomalu, who loves him, the former Vikings running backs coach, is in Vegas, but they have Josh Jacobs. Arizona could use a running back, depending on what they do with the former Steeler. Do they re-sign Connor, or is he gone? But Arizona's in win-now mode, uh, so I can make a case for for some teams potentially, but if you're asking me yes or no, do I see Dalvin Cook here or not here in 2022? I see him here. I think the important thing, though, and and it's what makes this just so fantastic, is it's very clear everything is on the table. I mean, short of trading Jefferson, which is not going to take place, everything right now, because new coach, new GM, everything's a possibility. And I love that fact. Like, like I feel that this team had a good run. 
and and it wasn't great, but they took their shot, and that's now done. And look, the Wolves are going to continue to say because in their heart they want to believe it. We're going to be competitive. We're going to be good. We're going to. And you know what? There's now seven playoff seeds per conference available, so they could make the playoffs. But as far as the potential for change from in every area, it's there now, and. I think that probably scares and annoys and bothers some fans. I think this is the this is probably going to be the greatest like three month span to be a Viking fan in a long time. Though. Embrace it. it exactly. The fan base should embrace exactly. this. Exactly. You can get a new jersey. Just have just have Cook. Somebody's going to get his jersey. In fact, he's changing. I think from th- thirty three to four. Right, Dukes. So if you got a thirty three, you're going to have to rip his name off, regardless. <laughs> so embrace it, and somebody new get their name on that. So, but but I mean, this is exciting, and I think it's fantastic that it's very clear that these guys are weighing a multitude of options, which is one thousand percent what they should be doing. I love this. That's why they're taking this thing up until almost the very last second. Like. Mm-hmm. Could they release Michael Pierce right this second? They could, but they're still exploring, okay, can we trade Michael Pierce? Bingo. If they don't find a trade partner, I think that's another name to keep an eye on. Now, there is some dead money there, but you can save, what, $5, 6000000 million on Michael Pierce. I don't have over the cap up on my yes, yeah. on my screen yeah, right now, but yeah. it's like in the vicinity of, of $6 million. So uh, that's what's taking place right now at TCL. Like all these conversations. Like, I'm sure Quasey would like to get out and about to some of these pro days. Like, yesterday was a very busy pro day day. The Vikings had scouts at five different pro days yesterday. I'm sure at some point he'd like to, but he can't. There's bigger business to worry about. But, yeah, like, you brought Quasey in for sake of change. Like, in this instance, embrace change. Change is not a bad thing in this case. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so some change is coming. Like, I can't stress this enough. Like, there's a reason why they brought in a new GM, a new head coach, right? Brought in Gregson as a consultant, a former GM. You know, reworking the dynamics of the front office in in different ways. It's because the status quo didn't work. They wanted to run this thing back. Zim and or Spielman would have been retained. So change is coming. I wish I could tell you right this second... I know exactly what is going to happen. You know, I can give you, you know, some inclination, some strong inclination, right? Like I feel pretty good, not 100%, but pretty good about the Thielen prediction. I just, I have a hard time seeing Pierce here this year. You know, right now, signs point to Cousins being here. I don't know on Hunter. I don't know on Kendricks. I wish I could tell you strongly one way or another, but it's because these conversations are literally happening right now. Maybe they're on a lunch break right now. We're talking here at one o'clock on Thursday afternoon, but like these exact conversations are happening at TCO Performance Center. That's why it's fluid. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves' six consecutive wins for the first time since 2004. Since the KG Sam Cassell Latrell Sprewell Timberwolves. They have won six games in a row. And uh, and games that were once like these bad opponents that they've been playing recently that were once very much nail biters or they would fall asleep for a half or whatever. They're just beating the absolute crap out of bad teams. So I don't know. What do you I mean, Chris Finch is now exactly 500. He's the second winningest coach percentage wise behind Flip Saunders in <laughs> franchise history. Um, what do you make of this team? I, they're, they're, they're sort of destined to it looks like lineup. You know, playing at home in the playing game against the Clippers as of right now, but they do have two games against the Mavericks. The Mavericks just got smoked last night, so they, you know, they they could conceivably catch the Mavericks if they can win both those games. But I don't know how much uh, how much are you buying into this team, Dukes. They have another game against Denver as well. Mm-hmm. So is it in the realm of possibilities? Sure, but like signs point to them locking in at seven that they're not going to jump to six or five. So that means they are in the play in. What I wonder the most about right now is Paul George. So Ty Lu is on record now saying, the Clippers coach, that he's not bringing Paul George back if Paul can't come back during the regular season. The Clippers only yeah. have like 12 or 13 regular season games left. So at what point do the Clippers maybe make the determination, even though I thought he'd come back, but is it possible Paul George doesn't return this year for the Clippers? 
We also don't know about Norman Powell. Now, Robert Covington should be back at some point. I still think that would be a tricky game, but the way the Wolves have been playing at Target Center, you like their chances to win that game against the Clippers. And all signs point to that, right? That it's mm-hmm. it's setting up for, what, April 11th, April 12th, whatever the date is, that week of April, that the Wolves are going to host the Clippers, 7 seed versus 8 seed. Winner gets the 7 seed. Now, if you're a Wolves fan, keep rooting for Memphis. I wouldn't be scared of Memphis. Memphis is, what, one game up on Golden State, a half game up on Golden State? So it's close. Now, I would not want to play the Warriors. I know the Wolves no. have beaten the Warriors a couple times in the last five, six weeks. Draymond is coming back here pretty quick. Clay is back. Curry, like, I wouldn't want to play the Warriors. That's just me. I wouldn't. But do I think they can give the Grizzlies a six or seven game series? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, how much fun would that be? Just think about the games this year, Wolves and Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Those games have been super entertaining. But yeah, this is fun. They have the same record through, what is it now, 67 games? Have they played 67, 15 to go in the regular season? It's the same record as the 17, 18 season. The last time they went to the playoffs where they won that last game against Denver, get into the playoffs. So they have the same exact record through this amount of games. But this just seems like it's got a much different feel than that Jimmy Butler-led team from from four years ago. So, yeah, enjoy the ride. It seems like fans are embracing the Wolves as much as they have in a long, long time. Target Center has been rocking. I was at the Philly game a couple weeks ago. Now they lost by 20-something points. But the atmosphere that night, like there was a legitimate buzz. So this is really, really enjoyable. And you can see a core that can... Sustained for a bit. I had Glenn Taylor on the Scoop podcast earlier this week. We talked for about 30 minutes. Yeah, tell Phil what, what Glenn told, what Glenn said about it. Well, yeah, I'll get to the headlines yeah. from that. But Yeah, good stuff. You know, like Glenn said, hey, like we have flexibility in two years, which points to I don't know if they're going to extend D'Angelo Russell this summer. Russell will want an extension this summer. But you think about the option they have on the Beasley contract a couple years out, Russell then expiring, Patrick Beverly expiring. So they're setting up to have – a good amount of cap space in a couple of years, but you still have Ant, you still have McDaniels, you still have Cat. We wonder if Cat will make All-NBA. If he makes All-NBA, now Jokic and Embiid will make first team, second team. Although, could you just put Cat in at forward? Bobby Marks brought that up on my podcast a few weeks ago. Like, if Cat is worthy, do you have to put him at center? Or could you find a way to maneuver him in as a forward? But it'll probably come down to him and Gobert for third team all-NBA center. To me, Cat is very deserving. If Cat makes All-NBA, he's eligible for like $35 million more on an extension. I asked Glenn Taylor about that. He said, hey, I'm always rooting for the player. So, hey, if Cat makes it, so be it. You know, if that's what we have to pay him, so be it. The headline, though, Phil, from my conversation with Glenn, I said, hey, Glenn, is everything still on path December of 2023? Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez to take over as majority owners? He gave me a one-word answer. Probably. What is that? Probably. So then I said, I paused for a second. It caught me off guard. I expected a little bit more than a one word answer. So I needed a couple seconds to compose myself. I said, Glenn, there's some gray area there. Does that mean they could take over sooner than 21 months from now? Or would that be later than 21 months? Like you say, probably. That's not 100%. Like the plan at the September press conference was December of 23. And he pretty much now, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you know, both possibilities are in play. But like, I thought probably was a very interesting answer to when I said, hey, is the plan still December of 2023 for Mark and Alex to take over as majority owners? I think Glenn's been eating a little too much of that uh, Mankato potato salad or something. (laughs) Becky makes a great potato salad. (laughs) I love potato salad. Lasagna, too. They still are exploring the possibility of bringing in somebody to help with rebounding. I know there's been a little bit of dialogue, more so initiated by his side, but Willie Colley-Stein is out there. So that might be one name to keep an eye on. I personally would bring back Greg Monroe, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been much movement on that the last couple of days. But there was a conversation yeah. going back maybe a week or so ago. So anyway, the Wolves are still at least listening to agents pitching their clients. Dude, that I can tell you. We owe uh, a little bit of love to uh, Malik Beasley. We, we've Beasley. been very very hard on him. I think rightfully so, the first half of the season, as he tried to figure out, like he just, 
when he's not shooting well, it's like he doesn't he doesn't really figure out what else to do on the court. But last night he knocked down eleven threes, which is the most threes anyone's ever hit in a Timberwolves game ever, and the most threes anyone's hit in a game this season so far. So if he's heating up and he's been hot for like a month and he stays hot for the next month, he's the type of dude that can just he's, he's one of those guys that could win a playoff game for you. Because he's hot. so Well, and go back to to the trade deadline when Brad Stevens in Boston tried to pluck Malik out of here. So I know Sachin Gupta has taken some heat, for me included, for not doing anything at the trade deadline. But you think about the inactivity, the decisions not to pull the trigger on some scenarios, that that's now paying off. I mean, he could have said, hey, give me Josh Richardson, give me Aaron Neesmith or Romeo Langford. Sure, it's time to move on from Malik, that this slump is maybe more indicative of who he is. I don't think he can snap out of this slump. Hey, we'll ship him out east. But, you know, Gupta said no. By the way, Gupta was in Atlanta earlier this week scouting overtime elite, so he's been getting out and about a lot more. The Wolves have scouts at all these conference tournaments. Manny Rohan is at the Big Ten tournament. Zarko Durasic is at the Big 12 tournament. And he's also going to make it to Fort Worth for the American tournament. That's Houston. Those teams in that conference, Houston being the best team. Then assistant GM Joe Branch right now is at the SEC tournament. So lots of draft scouting work happening this week for the rest of the month. The Wolves have four draft picks in June. Hey, Dukes, last thing. The Gopher basketball team, which, which you know, cratered, which was not a shock. What is your sense in talking to people, though, about the confidence or feeling about the program being on the right track with Ben because because they I'll give them this they stunk but they worked hard they won some games that I definitely didn't expect them to and despite their their lack of success I couldn't help but come away with it feels like there's a positive feeling about the direction is that accurate that is accurate okay heck I'll give you an example so I'm at the Philadelphia 76ers practice on campus. So they practiced at the U of M practice facility the night before that Friday night game a couple weeks ago. So Dave Yeager, Staples, Minnesota native, is an assistant coach for Philadelphia. So Dave and I caught up unprompted. You know, we were sitting there in the Gophers practice facility, but he told me all this stuff he has heard that's all positive about Ben Johnson. Like, I thought it was interesting how unprompted Dave Yeager brings up Ben Johnson's name to me. Good. And that's just one example. They grind. It's him. It's his staff on the recruiting front. You know, now they have something they can sell to recruits. Not necessarily seeing ball go through basket, but you can see the offensive sets. Yes. He runs the plan, how he likes to use his guards, his forwards. They'll need to work the portal. I'll tell you, next year could be another semi-long year. But like I think about Rutgers a couple years ago, where Rutgers was three years ago, where Rutgers is now. Like I think there's every reason to think the Gophers can do that. What's Rutgers? A five seed in the Big Ten tournament? Like why can't the Gophers in two or three years be where Rutgers is? I feel like we say today. that all the time. Like why can't the if we well, just give the Gophers yeah. a couple more it, it years? Used to be Wisconsin. Why can't right, we be Wisconsin? Phil, because if I'm going to play that game, we can cite any number of examples where it hasn't worked, yeah. right? Where somebody takes over and it's rock bottom for a while. So I'm using the good examples, but there are bad examples in that regard. But uh, there's faith from my standpoint because I know how hard they grind on the recruiting front. Yeah, yeah, They will work the portal. I'm positive there's going to be some recognizable names, guys with ties to the Twin Cities in the portal that I think the Gophers can bring home. You have one heck of a building block next year with Jamison Battle. Like, I think he's legit all-conference mm-hmm. next year. Parker Fox is doing very well coming back from ACL surgery. It's a leap, D2 to D1, but he was one of the five best players in Division Two. Those guys can play Division One high major. So I think Parker Fox is a nice building block. Isaiah Enan, I think, is a bench piece, but he's a rotation guy at least next year. So he'll be coming back from injury, but they have to work the portal. They need to find a lead guard. They probably need a big man. Trayton Thompson, I think, has a chance, but he's probably more a bench guy next year. But I think he can be a rotation guy, the native of of Alexandria. But there's enough there to like where I can see the semblance of what they're trying to accomplish. That I'm more curious to see where they're at two, three years from now, not necessarily next year. Yeah. All right, Dukes. Well, the next time we talk, so you guys will do uh, your your Tuesday scoop session, and then we'll do a Thursday one. 
I'm guessing we'll be reacting to things actually happening with the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings. Hey, can I throw in a little uh, reckless speculation from one of our former friends? Not fr- former friend of the show, but someone we've mentioned on the show before. Reckless speculation. Evan Massey, the all-plugged-in Evan Massey, just tweeted this out <laughs> 30 minutes ago. Per source, the Vikings are expected to pursue Bears free agent Akeem Hicks yeah. in free agency. That? Oh, then Pierce is Well, he's gone. a very logical fit. Mm-hmm. Like, just when thinking about him anchoring the middle of that 3-4, like, there's... Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you want to just connect logical dots, Akeem Hicks... Makes a ton of sense. Phil, will we have Major League Baseball scuttlebutt to kick around no. early next Stop. week? I'm okay. I'm okay without baseball for several weeks. I'm good. You know, yeah, but not several months. Several I, weeks, fine. But honestly, there does seem to be a little bit of momentum today. Yeah. I can tell you the Twins are ready to rock and roll. Now, fans are probably laughing. But ready, ready to rock and roll what? Yeah, Doing well, what? as soon as transactions are allowed. I had a Twins, a high-ranking official, tell me the other day, they're ready to pounce. Um, two ooh. starters, two relievers, and a shortstop. They did acquire it, the medical records before the lockout of of the best remaining free agent starter, Carlos Rodon. Kikuchi, a guy they had interest in before he went to Seattle a couple years ago. They also have his medical records. So they've been doing their due diligence behind the scenes. There's a lot of trade talk that they can revisit as mm-hmm. well. But it is going to be nuts. I mean, let's just say... That this momentum is legit, that we have a deal by later today. Which we might. Like, transactions could begin, no joke, as soon as late tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, that's being overly optimistic. I get it, because there's still issues they need to solve. This thing could still go on for many weeks. But I'm just saying, if any of this momentum is to be believed, like, transactions could happen. No joke, Phil. Okay. As soon as late tonight. I want to ask real quick, Judd and Declan. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've talked twins on this show if the, if we set the over under at three and a half since last July or like trade deadline, yeah, I think I would to. take the under. I think we've talked twins like two or three yes. times total and, since July on this show. And this momentum crap kills me. It's the same reporters being fed the same crap from the owners, so so that then they can say, "Well, we thought we were close." This is a it's a rope a dope. It's <laughs> BS. Well, Just I agree. Go home. Yeah. The international draft Then it's draft one side thing. providing 90% yes. of the material the, that's out the there. I agree with you on draft, that. They, they legitimately didn't bring this up to the players. They said it's a non-starter. Take it off. And then as soon as we got momentum, they keep bringing things back. John Heyman, yeah. John Heyman who is one of the mouthpieces and for Nightingale owners. Nightingale. Just tweeted. He said, we are down to the two. Uh, word from an agent. We are down to the two-yard line. Others agree things are promising. So we'll see. We'll see. These all these people are despicable. Get out of my sight. <laughs> I'm just telling you, whenever the lockout ends, it will end at some point. Whether yeah, sure. it's today, tomorrow, two, two weeks from line. now, four weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now. I do think we'll have Major League Baseball again at some point. I'm just saying whenever the lockout ends, the twins are ready to pounce. All right, Dukes. Great stuff. And you always pounce. Great reckless Debatable, speculation session you. here. You You're can find welcome. Doogie as part of the five eyewitness news sports team and also the Scoop podcast. Catch him with Glenn Taylor on uh, the most recent episode. See you, Doogie. Okay. See you, boys. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye right. Darren. So, man, reckless speculation Thursday. Hey, it just hits harder this I just time got of a year. note, and, and I have not heard this because we were not able to consume a show yet. I just got a note that said that Pat McAfee yes. today, yes. all in on Cousins. Yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yes, I, hold I, on. I, I listened hold to the on. clip. Okay. I want to hit the I want to hit the transition here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. For the YouTube audience. Yep. Hi YouTube audience. I want you to re- I want you to repeat what you just said so that we can create a new episode on the oh, uh, Score North YouTube channel. Of course. I cleanly. Just, I just got a I just got a note from a guy and and we were in a very important meeting so we didn't hear this until now that Pat McAfee on his show. I listened to it. Former Colts punter Aaron Rodgers' best friend in the entire world yeah. is all in on his show today, which is Thursday, mm-hmm. on Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Now, Declan, the floor is yours. Uh, for, the, for the Colts, right? For, for yes, the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The former Colt wants Kirk Cousins for his former team. He was talking about game managers. So they, were, they, they brought up Jimmy G. And then all of a sudden, he's pontificating and talk, talking about it out loud. And he says, you know what? Give me Kirk Cousins. Give me Kirk Cousins. He he also is aware though. Like the Colts have some other holes to fill. Like I think they got to resign their tackle. On Jonathan Taylor might be a free agent here coming up. 
but he said he was all in on the hmm. idea of I, I would play it, but he does in classic McAfee fashion because I listen to it. He does drop a couple s bombs, so I, yeah, I can't we, play it on the show. Yeah, we 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 re rack this show on the radio yeah. FCC. So, so unfortunately, I can't play the clip. But hmm. he is in on the idea of Kirk Cousins, which he even acknowledged that I can't believe I'm even saying this, okay. but I'm now in on this idea. But you, you know what? Here's the thing. All right, this is where, and again, this is where the lines get to be blurred and gray in terms of. Kirk Cousins value to certain teams versus others in 2018 Kirk Cousins was a valuable pickup for the Vikings that didn't pan out 2022 Kirk Cousins makes almost no sense for the Vikings who need to reset get younger etc 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 right Mm -hmm. and and then there's another layer of like regardless of how perfect the situation does Kirk have the necessary intangibles to take that team as far as they want to go and that's just a gamble that teams are going to continue to take until he can't play anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The Colts are in kind of a kind of a similar situation to where I would say the Vikings were in like 2008, looking for a quarterback, or they're you know they're like kind of a fringe playoff team. They got a lot of pieces in place. Uh, kind of not quite where the Vikings were in 2017 because the Vikings were an NFC Championship game, and the Colts, despite having a 94 percent chance to make the playoffs with two weeks to go, whiffed. But the Colts have $70 million in cap space. They have a really good defense. They've got the best running back in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor. They've got a much, much, much better offensive line than the Vikings do. The weapons to throw to are not as good. That's definitely a thing. But they can, you know, they've got tons of free agent money. They could go get someone. They could draft someone. They could they can upgrade those weapons. And Carson Wentz was one of the most reckless, right. game-wrecking quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. You know, so you could... You could probably, with Cousins, tap into all of the upside that Wentz gives you, which, like, he gives you some upside, but he doesn't give you, like, Aaron Rodgers' upside or Pat Mahomes' upside, and minimize the game-wrecking damage that he does. And it sounds like Carson Wentz was more of, like, kind of a toxic or immature leader behind the scenes. Cousins is more of just, like, an absentee, I just work here leader. He's not, like, toxic to your locker room, necessarily, unless, Mm. you know, there was a huge... I mean, do you guys disagree? That's what we're going with for sure. Oh, Kirk Cousins would be great. There. I don't think he's toxic. Do you think he's toxic? I don't know. No. And I think he's wh- a better fit than Wentz, I'm yes, saying, for that team. He absolutely is. And and he has a coach who has had success with QBs. Now, p- people will come back and say, well, that's O'Connell, right? But to your point, these teams are at very different places. And the Colts are at a place where they need. But they won the same number of games, didn't they? Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Like, well, they, people they like, completely oh, fell apart. Nine but, teams. but what you could do is basically convince the Colts that the Vikings had the right idea in 18, mm-hmm. but they, they had the wrong coach. They screwed things up. They didn't mm-hmm. make the playoffs. But if you were to now transplant Kirk and give him a second chance a back to the future where he could transport himself back to a 2018 situation, this is it. Um, yeah, I think, look... We both heard that the Colts called the Vikings and at least inquired, which, again, just like the Panthers thing, is a phone call. It's not a let's do the deal right now. But the Vikings asking price at this point in time appears to be incredibly high, which yeah. which is fine. But if the Colts say, oh, my God, what what are we going to do? Because the Colts, I don't think going bridge quarterback and, oh, whoops, we won seven games is an option there. It is here. Like, like you, we can debate it, but... If you win seven games with the Vikings next year, it's not the end of the world. There are a few teams that that we certainly identified on Purple Daily today where it is a major problem if you don't Mm -hmm. win enough games to at least give yourself at one of seven playoff seats. A lot of playoff seats right there. Yeah. The other thing the Colts are staring at here, too, is, you know, even though there is a seventh playoff seat, there's like 11 teams in the AFC right now that are looking at those spots saying, oh, yeah, we for sure belong there. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at the freaking competition in the AFC right now with quarterbacks, teams that think they're a Super Bowl contender. You you can go through a list of MVPs and borderline MVPs before you get anywhere near Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is an upgrade over not having a quarterback right now. So if if you're the Colts, this is where people keep shutting this down like, no, they're not gonna, or, or like I know that you heard that they had initial discussions and the Vikings had maybe had the bar set too high. It's like that conversation is going to evolve over the next three to five days. Now, maybe they settle on Jimmy Garoppolo, but the Colts have a ready to win roster right now. And if they really want to make the playoffs in a hyper competitive AFC, 
they need to land one of these three guys. Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins. Unless you guys think they can bring Marcus Mariota in and and win 10 or 11 games and make the playoffs, like I that's that's to me that's wildly risky if you're them, right? And don't discount too, it's an important factor that Garoppolo cannot take part if he gets traded to you tomorrow. He is supposedly at the earliest going to be able to throw the football, physically throw if no setbacks. If no setbacks in July. If no setbacks. But but the but the off-season camps now are at least deemed to be important, especially so if you're trying throw. to learn a new system, exactly. new teammates, etc. So so if you want if you want to plug in at the start of OTAs mini camp into training camp, a guy that can actually work with your offense, your team, your receivers. Garoppolo is not on that list. Mm-hmm. Now, if you say, I-, I don't care, that's fine. But yeah, Kirk Cousins, this is the whole thing. This is where the Kirk Cousins discussion, to me, gets incredibly nuanced, right? Because the comeback is, well, you guys said he sucks, and now, no, no, no. And look, is Kirk Cousins an improvement on Carson Wentz? Absolutely. Yes. Like, there's no, I'm not doubting that, but what I am saying, and it's why I continue to talk about the rest of the changes the Vikings are going to make, is it comes a point in time with some teams, the Vikings right now, where it's time for a reset. So, like, this is not a personal indictment on any. If they trade Daniil Hunter tomorrow, do I think, oh, that's a great move? Well, probably not. Mm-hmm. But do I think, how dare they trade Daniil? Now, two years ago, absolutely. What the hell, right? But this is reset time. Yeah. And so Kirk Cousins with the Colts or a team that needs to win, and oh my God, Kirk, win us at eight damn games. You can yeah. do that. Dude, think about this. Like the, the Colts, Jim Irsay was the one, it sounds like, driving this decision, the owner of the Colts, to to get rid of Carson Wentz. He just, they didn't like, they didn't, they had buyer's remorse. They thought they were signing up for something different. They didn't like the way that he sabotaged the last two games. I don't think they liked the fact that he didn't get vaccinated. They didn't like his leadership. Like, <laughs> It was full buyer's remorse all across the board. Yep. But they still have aspirations to win big. The the Colts viewed themselves last year as like a low-key, make-a-run-in-the-playoffs type of a team, kind of a sleeper team. Mm-hmm. And so you tell me, I keep going back to this, but you tell me if quarterback is the missing piece to the puzzle to take them from you know nine wins to 11 or 12 in their minds. Again, I'm not saying that this is actually what would happen in a competitive AFC. I'm saying in their minds. They're looking to go from eight, you know, nine wins to winning a division and making noise in the playoffs. Are they going to do that through the draft this year? No. Probably not. No. Are they going to do it through the bridge bin of, let's say, uh, Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota? I would say maybe. Like, if you if you tap into the best version of Jameis Winston, the best version of Gardner Minshew, but there's considerable risk in that bin, right? Mariota's a former number two overall pick. Do I think that Frank Wright could get something out of him? Yeah. Right. But that's a, that's a risky bin. And then you get to the other three, the, the the actual guys who have like you know been consistent starters in the NFL. Right. Jimmy G, for all the reasons you just said, he cannot work out with you in the he, new receivers, system, new offensive line teammates. And he can't throw a football till July, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're trying to win right now. It's a problem that leaves Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson, and and Kirk is a great sell to, to the Colts in particular because Carson Wentz, through his play, sabotaged you. The man from his own end zone against the Titans in an extremely competitive game through a left-handed pass. Kirk will find the fullback for a checkdown. Oh, yeah. Exactly, okay. right, you know, which come dr- on, which which will eventually drive you crazy, <laughs> but but. You always want the opposite of what you're divorcing, right? And Carson Wentz was this mania. I mean, he just was a, a yeah. crazy. Kirk will drive you crazy eventually. But right now, the selling point is Kirk's not going to do that. Kirk wouldn't. The odds of Kirk Cousins ever ending up with the ball in the wrong hand and throwing it are zero. Mm-hmm. Now, he'll fumble the damn thing. He'll line up under the right guard. He'll, right, exactly. But those are, but those at least aren't throwing a left-handed pass from your own end zone. So yes, this makes, this is why these conversations make perfect sense. And it also, as the market continues to decrease of available 
guys from the list that you just read, Phil. It's also why if the Vikings are playing this right, you do drive a, a tough bargain because eventually a team will say, well, crap, okay, we'll do that. And you say, yes. So interesting. The oh, this col- is a great time. The Colts make so much sense. It makes sense for the Vikings to collect some some draft assets. I just want to – what um, what what is the Colts draft pick scenario for this year? They don't have um, – They give up their first. Yeah. So it'd have to be like a but – But I'll take a 23. I mean, if you could get – I'll take the 23 first-round pick. Yeah, would you take like a – oh, do they have a third-round pick? They don't have a first-round pick. They have a second-round second pick. They have the 42nd pick, the 73rd pick. And the eighty second pick, so the second, um, so they have two one second, second round picks. one second, two thirds. Oh, gotcha. Okay, give me, give me, um, give me your like early third round or your second round, and then next year's first round, and it is a done deal on the spot. Yeah, would you guys take that? Yes, yes, because I want to accumulate two thousand twenty three draft picks. Yes, first high draft picks, not. Eight yeah. fifth round, and then okay, okay. Well, then okay, but now you're one of the quarterback needy Good. teams. You just trade your cousins. Well, it's a blank canvas. They haven't been above 500 in 700 days, so it's fine. Like every, it's everything's. It's not like you're giving away a 13 win team here. Yep. And I would say, all right. So now you've got a blank canvas. You if if you if you do the trade we just talked about, now you have two first round picks and a quarterback heavy draft of 2023. You also still have the number 12 overall pick if you love like Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis. You know, I would trust the new Vikings acumen to decide. All right, this is a weak quarterback class, but holy crap, Malik Willis and Kevin O'Connell loves him. So you'd have all sorts of choices this draft, next draft. And then you can bring in a guy like Marcus Mariota, who was a former number two overall pick as a bridge quarterback for a lot, lot, lot less than $35 million. Go sign an offensive lineman. I mean, I get I get excited thinking about like if they can if they can finagle this, there's a lot of potential for for a window opening here in 2023. And 2022 in itself is all about what? It's about resetting your organization, Mm -hmm. your roster, and culture. Yeah. And and that's not... The last thing that you want to do is try and force winning. That doesn't work. What what works is building it right. And again, I will go back to the Vikings took their chance, right? They took their chance. We were on board. And they've now gone through that cycle. And that's done. So... Yes, to say there there would be certain years where where a cousins like trade would make zero sense. Yeah, like you you would say what what like now you have to find one. But the biggest thing here to to me is this the blank canvas aspect for a coach who was hired in large part because he knows quarterback play, understands it, and a GM. They're going to work together to fill the position, and with. With any luck, they are going to be the first people to find a a true franchise extended run quarterback for this team since Tarkington. And and I mean, of all of the ones that we've seen, I guess Culpepper for a a little while fit that. But the fact is, that's where the blank canvas aspect to me is so interesting because you've got to trust these guys to find that guy. Yep, I trust them to paint. That's what I do. Little pretty birds, some pretty clouds. Finger painting, you think, clouds. or you got the brushes? Mm-hmm. A little of both. Little finger painting is very interesting to me. It is. I had a guy one time. I went <laughs> abstract on a spring break trip in Mazatlan one year, and he was he was doing these like scenic mm. murals, basically on these eight mm. and a half by eleven slates with just his hands and fingernails. Just like you look at it, it's all the detail. He would draw like a little pelican. Yeah, you know, I admire. I can't even draw a straight line. Then you're not allowed to choose the next uh, quarterback. No, in the future I'm not. To paint on that. I'm canister. good with that. <laughs> but I'll criticize it. Oh, Should I'll we, uh, rip them. Yes. Should we uh, go back in time here, Dex, yeah, with some it. old tweets exposed? Oh boy. Every single Thursday on Mackie and Judd. Oh boy. Wolves edition of uh, of old tweets exposed. Now that the uh, Timber Pups are the hottest team around and beating the brakes off these crap teams, figured I'd go back uh, and and look for some old incriminating evidence from not too long ago. Let's start with Phil Mackie. Oh boy. Oh no. November 4th, 2018, Josh Akogi is a gem, oh, God. and his energy creates so many opportunities. Well, the second part of that was true. His energy creates a lot of opportunities, opportunities. for opposing teams to leave him wide open yeah. to shoot. There was also a lot of uh, Mackie tweets suggesting that you build around Cat and Josh Akogi, and what? everything else uh, can probably just go away. I, 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 was, a lot of that. I was hacked, you were, clearly. You were loving yourself uh, some, some Josh Who are the Akogi? 78 enablers that like this tweet? Yeah. Those people should be held accountable, too. I agree. I agree. 
Well, you're not you're not the only one that's uh, out of the woods on Josh and Kobe. Oh no. Judd Zolgad, not too, uh, just like a week before, October 27, 2019. Tegan Wiggins, impressive in the second half. But what I love is when the Wolves look at, look in trouble, a Kogi is always <laughs> doing something to force a turnover or yeah. irritate an opponent, and it's impressive. Uh, well, it's you know, impressive. at least Judd I mean, hit does. on the two things that he does well. Like, he's, he is kind of a, he's a pest. and he's he, Yeah, he does cause problems. Unfortunately, now those problems are for his own team. <laughs> Man. We were so we were just crawling through the wolves desert, oh, Jeff looking Teague. for anything Riggy? positive at that point. Get Riggy Oof. with it, God! All right, I don't have anything Josh Akogi related, but I do have a wolves related <laughs> take that I thought I was very high on. So we'll go to we'll go to me here. November first, twenty sixteen. <laughs> I need a Chris Dunn jersey. Hey, you are a Tips okay. fan. If this was said ironically okay. and no. with with tongue in cheek. Then you're. It's a pass. No. If it wasn't, I think you win. It wasn't. It was said with with <laughs> very much confidence that I wanted oh, a Chris dude. Dunn jersey. Yeah. If this is tweeted unironically, I think now? you. He he was in Atlanta last time I saw him on a roster. I have no idea. Let's see. Let's that bull, that whole Bulls thing didn't work out too well for him. Of course, it worked out with Levine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Chris Dunn. It's amazing what we've been dragged through by that franchise. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Memphis? No. The the first search thing is what happened to Chris Dunn. <laughs> I thought he went to a, I thought he went from the Bulls to the Hawks, but I might be totally wrong about okay, that. Okay, he has not played a game in the NBA this year. Is he hurt? Probably not. He played four games with the Hawks last year. Okay, that's why I thought he okay. And he's has not played. Oh my god. He sounds like a guy who's probably in Europe now. Okay, he this can't be right. He played four games with the Hawks last year. Okay. So not a big sample size. He shot 8% from the field. It's not good. 8% from the field. And he, go through that draft again. Who did uh, Tibbs pass on to take Jamal Tristan? Murray. It was one of 12, I guess. So. Jamal Murray, I believe, was the, uh, was the gigantic miss there. Well, who else was in that draft? Yeah, he was, jeez. Uh, yeah, the two thousands. That's a bad pick. That was a Tom Thibodeau pick. Yeah. Oh man, the next the next two players were Buddy Heald and Jamal Murray, both absolute sniper shooters. How do you pass on Buddy Heald? Cool. I mean Jamal Murray too, and Rutgers. Demontis Sabonis went yeah, eleven. Oh my Even Tor- El Torian Prince is Malik is Beasley a- was in that draft. Chris Levert was in that draft. Juancho Hernan Gomez even would have been better. <laughs> Pascal Siakam was yeah, in that Chris draft. Levert. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what? Tibbs won a defense, guys, and he got defense. Oh, dang. Isaiah Whitehead. Tibbs also going about to be fired by the Knicks, I think, Malcolm after this season. Brogdon? Dude. What are they doing? Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman. Was that he was guy. getting some love last night. Jake Lehman, better NBA player than Chris Oh, Dunn. he got a, a ton of love yeah. on Monday as well, yeah. and the fans were chanting MVP Lehman. at one point Lehman. because he was at the free throw line. And Would that irritate you if you're him, or do you just kind of no, find it? it they're they're kind of mocking it, you. It'd be totally embarrassing. It'd be completely embarrassing. Just, come on, Jake Lehman. Like, just take MVP. The, take the MVP. <laughs> I give fans here, though, credit. They are so starved. Again, I'll say it. They deserve this. Absolutely. Wolves fans, you deserve this. And they're gonna make a they're gonna they're gonna make noise in the playoffs. Yeah. If they play Memphis, they are gonna they're gonna make that a series. But we should probably shut up in case news breaks so Declan can post this. Yeah, let's talk about here. baseball some more. How how about that? Two yard line, baby. Listen, if they uh, if they if they resolve this thing tonight and the and the Twins we're, sign the the best starting pitcher on the market, then we may talk Twins tomorrow. At, but but we are not. not doing an emergency podcast. Bleep all of these guys. Okay, what if they sign? Who are the top free agents out Ramsey there? Trevor, Trevor tonight, Story. By the way, they're saying if if it gets free yeah. going to start tonight. This is great. I love how the owners leak this stuff because then when the deal does not get done, they blame the players. Yeah, yeah. Story would be a big one. Correct. I saw one person expect Correa on the Yankees by Monday. Okay, if, if the Twins somehow sign, like, a Carlos Correa-level free agent, do we do an emergency podcast? No, I'm not. I'm out. Screw them. <laughs> Screw them all. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll probably do it. I'll I don't Carlos know. Correa. We'll make a game-time decision. Yeah. Carlos Correa. But in general, uh, screw baseball, and don't forget the Twins are 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games since 2004. <sighs> so The game is this. What... Ed- with the ball at the one yard line, what is going to be the thing? Don't over exaggerate. It's the two yard line. Okay, it's the two. With the ball at the two, what is going to be the next thing that we don't know about? That that oh man, that was the sticking point. 
I don't even understand what the sticking point was yesterday. So the players don't want an international draft. Correct. Why? They, they want the it's pl- fun. Because they, I think it's already, the, the, but the money's already capped. Because, so what's the difference? Because they want the players um, to have the freedom to pick teams, because it, it's a free system. Then, yeah, I think it's uh, it's, I think it's, 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 B, it's BS. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, the problem is they they start recruiting players at like twelve now. Okay, but in no sport are you care. just like you know picking what? your team when it, you're you're right. I'm done. Six teams. All right, look at this. Mackie and Sorry. Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports. Therapy, entertainment, speculation. This has been Reckless Speculation Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go Colts! This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.